Revolting is produced by the Cycling Independent, with the support of subscribers like you and additional underwriting from Shimano North America. We are community-focused, community-supported, and dedicated to the whole of cycling. Always remember, at the Cycling Independent, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. This is Revolting with Steven and Robot on the Cycling Independent, episode 55, The Meaning of Life. Content warning. The show deals in nonsense. We swear Satan comes up a lot. We make poop and fart jokes. If any of that's going to bother you, go away. Or go to iTunes or wherever you found this and uh, leave a negative comment. Yeah, I mean, do, do that. that. I love a negative comment. <laughs> I know it doesn't like that. Like, uh, I mean, I appreciate the positive feedback, but for the negative Neil or the negative Nancy, that just feels like they got to get on their horn and, you know, let us know what we're doing wrong. I'm all for it. Yeah. I love it. I love I it. Love the, I love the positive comments too. And, you know, to, if, in all candor, you and I do, when we get positive feedback on this, we do pass it to one to the other person so that we feel uplifted and motivated and joyful about what we're doing here. And that we're doing something right. You know, like uh, any any critical. Any critical feedback is good. It, I like constructive criticism, you know, but then when somebody just comes unhinged and starts shaking their fist at the clouds at us. Yeah. I love that. I'm so into it <laughs> because it just like, that doesn't tell, that doesn't tell me anything about our exchange. That tells me everything about what, what a fucking <laughs> lunatic you are, you know? And, and so no, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do about that. It's really just sort of like sitting there eating popcorn thinking like, ah, this person's reality is a real trip unlistenable in all caps that's yeah. what i want yeah and and I, I mean we haven't gotten we only got that one and we've just kind of been like yeah it's great keeping our fingers crossed that somebody else is going to come along really yeah. bellyache bellyache loudly at us yeah uh if anyhow, no one hates us are we even here <laughs> what's uh what's been cracking in, in your world it's been about a week i think we've had like a couple of text exchanges but haven't really spoken or chatted yes. much i had the mountain bike ride of my year on sunday uh -huh. um yeah i don't you know i don't know why um a lot of times i suck at bikes and I went out on Sunday all by myself at this uh, spot I really love. It has a high density of technically challenging uh, features. And everything just worked. I just rode it all. Hmm. Um, and I don't know why, but it was like I was high as a kite afterwards. And then I poured a big cup of coffee on top of that. And... 
I mean, for a, a a clean and sober individual like myself, it was pretty. Uh, it was great. I love that. It, it you know, it's kind of the the whole capturing lightning in a bottle analogy. I think sort of applies. It just comes. They, those days come out of nowhere, and that doesn't necessarily have you know. It has a little bit to do with your fitness, but it's your fitness. It's your state of mind. It's the barometric pressure. It's yeah. You know, like how many hours of sleep you got the night before. That's uh, yeah. so everything. It's a perfect storm. So, you know, if, if we could all be so lucky, but congratulations on. Oh, thanks. Having your one good day this year. <laughs> yeah, my one good day. There it is. <laughs> I was afraid, you know, uh, we're not that far from December. I was like, maybe there's no day. Uh, but but I got it. What about you? What do uh... Oh, just uh, nothing working. Uh, still oh, struggling with this ankle thing. Uh, I went to see my chiropractor yesterday and he was like. He was uh, perplexed because I've been throwing everything at this. I've been throwing stretching. I've been throwing, you know, like ignoring it. <laughs> ignoring yep, yep. injuries is always a good idea. Yeah, uh, you got to try it. And it's it's just it's just the weirdest thing. Uh, there's like like um, weakness. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it's 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 as if I did like a big leg day, a big workout or something, and I just I my right leg is just noodle noodle from the knee down and I was putting my bike shoes on one day and I was standing on my right foot, putting my left shoe on and my ankle just folded. Like there was nothing keeping me upright and I hit the floor and that really freaked me out. Cause then it's like, do I have multiple sclerosis? You know, like actually I was reading about multiple sclerosis last night and I'm pretty, pretty sure I have that too. Yep. Yep. But, uh, I went to see my chiropractor yesterday and he was um, intrigued. There is, I think, an inflammation of a nerve that he said that went from, it goes sort of my lower back down into my leg. And it's all, oh, yeah. the whole thing's pissed off. And it's just, it's breaking the entire system. So I, I got a massage this morning and uh, my massage therapist was talking about how completely different my left side is from my right mm-hmm. um and like she kept going up and down the chain looking for a source and it was like no the whole thing seems to be the source it's the half of your body and you it's so wild i think that to think that you it's you think you're right and left like you have a dominant side yeah uh, you have a a weaker side uh or some you know my right side i'm a much stronger uh, much more coordinated on my right side than my left side, but it's it that is shifting a little bit, mm. and my right side is what's all fucked up, and mm. and uh, so he did a little bit of work, and then I've got another. I've been seeing this woman who does a practice called gyrotonics. I think I've talked about here, which is sort of a, I don't know, it's like energetic work, and it's Pilates, and it's traction, and it's yoga, and it's regular like therapy. You know, I'll go in there and sometimes we won't even work on it. We won't work on anything physically for an hour. And she's a witchcraft. Yeah. She just talks Uh, me off all of the ledges. And then we start, it's really, it's really fascinating. And, um, I've had really good luck with her. So, you know, until I can get, I've been, I've been writing a ton, but then every now and again, you got to put your foot on the ground. And when your foot won't actually hold you upright, that, uh, adds to a little bit of the, you know, to the adventure. 
So, yep. uh, yeah, just working on physical maladies and, um, uh, what else? Uh, painting, finished a, finished a painting in tribute to my friend, Pineapple Bob, a week oh, or yeah, so ago. Lo- lovely uh, work. Thank you. In honor of his birthday. And, um, just trudging through various commissions and, uh, did you, did I see you riding figure eights in the sand in tribute to Pineapple yeah. Bob? Yeah. Well, so about a year ago, I guess it was about a year ago. He, no, no, no. It was long before that. It was before, before I moved, I ran into him at the grocery store in Oakland and we were sitting in the sun afterwards and having a cup of coffee together. And he was talking about this. It's sort of the gateway ride to all of the rides in the East Bay is you start up this road called Tunnel Road. And then that can lead you in a myriad of different directions. But, you know, I think in my years, I've probably ridden that road, you know, 2,000 times, 3,000 times, tons. And Bob, I know, has ridden it more than than me. And he uh, was saying as we were having coffee, he's like, I'm just tired of the ride. Like, I don't like doing the ride anymore. But what really lights a fire under me these days is going down to the beach at Lake Temescal in the morning and doing figure eights. And he's like, I just like the way the sand looks coming off the tire. And he was just, he was so excited about it. And it was, you know, it made some Jedi shit right there. Well, he's, uh, I mean, he's a really good bike rider, uh, anyway, but his excitement for these things. And this is the way that I've described it a number of times. Like he finds beauty and excitement and, in things that like your average Joe or Jane will, I think, overlook. Yeah. And, and so, and that always, it always stuck with me and he's since moved to, um, I think he lives in Maui now maybe, but he was talking about riding up and down this hill and this dog chases him along this fence line and he's made friends with this dog. And, and so this is like a real highlight of his, his riding is just having this relationship with this dog. It's, He's a really unique person and sounds re- like he's doing it right. I really appreciate his perspective. And so, yeah, in honor of him on his birthday, I went and rode figure eights in the sand and it, it's still miserably fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought maybe, you know, with this, this sort of like rekindled excitement for, for doing <laughs> sort of drills like that, I thought it might be really fun. And, and it, you know, Bob's going to be sitting on my shoulder and I'm going to be doing this thing and, honor of him but it, it still is so hard uh so yeah yeah i did i did that this week too that's nice that's nice yeah well um why don't we jump into music picks okay and then we'll pause for a word love it uh and then we'll get to the meaning of life uh literally we're going to get to the meaning of life today if uh, everyone Everyone sit tight, get a drink, and maybe a pen and paper. <laughs> All of the questions are going to be answered. It's got, I'm right. really looking forward to this. But let's start with my music picks. <laughs> Go for it. So my pick this week, there's a band called Western Addiction. And they, as I understand it, uh, Western Addiction is assemblage of people who worked at Fat Records. Uh, which is a Bay Area label, I think, ru- owned by uh, Fat Mike from NoFX. And I know how you feel about NoFX. Uh, just put that aside. These guys decided <laughs> to make <laughs> these guys decided to make a hardcore band, 
And so that's what Western Addiction is. And they made a record called Cognicide. And it is a perfect record. It's a perfect record. Uh, it's for those of you who don't like hardcore, uh, and there are probably a lot of you, uh, this is like hardcore, but it has hooks. Um, it's just great. Every song on it. I, I love so much. Uh, there's a song called the, the church of black flag that is good. And there's a song. My favorite is called matrons of the canals. I don't even know what it's about, but it's so good. Um, Western Addiction has made some other records. I think they are a side project for the guys that are in the band. Uh, so it's not their main thing, but they've made some other records that I don't, I don't love. Uh, but this one Cognicide is perfect. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's a pretty glowing review. I can't, I can't hate on them just because they're associated with Fat, and then one of my friends, a dear friend, Danny, uh, worked for Fat for a long time before we met one another. He's in a band called Seized Up now, uh, and he's long had a relationship with the label as well as its owner, and, you know, works for him. I just, I was just, just kind of like, I don't know, I just never got it. But uh, I look yes. forward to investigating Western ad Addiction. Uh, and I suppose that would be a sort of a play on Western Edition, which is a neighborhood in San Francisco. I believe Maybe so. That's where they all live. Okay. Uh, uh, sort of going to the other end of the musical spectrum. I'm going this week. I'm going to pick a band uh, called RPG from um, Virginia. And I first came to learn of this band. There was a track on one of the old FBM uh, clips that, Steve Crandall put out from FBM bikes and I was really intrigued. I think I put something up on the site and this guy, Josh who lives out there had a, he had a test pressing of their record high loathsome and he sent it to me and I listened to it and I was like, you know, I liked it. It was good. But for whatever reason, it didn't, it didn't stick. It, and then I forgot about it for a, a long time. This was in 2017. And, um, I was, I was putting some records together for a DJ night and I came across this record and I thought, Oh, I'm going to pull this out and give it a spin again. And I've just like, it's, it's so good. I like it so much and I like it so much more than I liked it before. And I liked it well enough before, but for whatever reason, it checks all my boxes right now. Oh. Um, can you describe it? What is the style of the music? I, I don't, I can't. It's if you, if okay. you are fond of the band graveyard, I think that one might find some similarities, but it's a little bit more sort of skinnerty. It's a little bit more oh. like skinnered in graveyard had, <gasps> had, had a coffee together. Oh, it's good. It's, you know, it's a little tongue in cheek. It's, it's fun. It's good boot stomping, kind of bluesy country rock, southern oh. fried rock. I don't know. I don't. But they do. Uh, they do a cheap trick cover on it, which you know, cheap trick and cheap trick covers uh, are. I have a soft spot for them, and um, I know that cheap trick, not because I've ever tried, but because of musician friends of mine have told me. Cheap trick songs are very difficult to to do tr a proper tribute to. 
uh, whether it's the chord progression or Robin Zander's vocals or whatever, everybody has a sure. Seems like everybody has kind of a struggle with it, but these guys knock it out of the park. So RPG in the album is high loathsome and uh, everybody will listen to it and then they, maybe they'll hate it, but that's my pick. This <laughs> we week. can hope we can hope <laughs> it's a departure from the standard sorts of noise that I, I tend to recommend. I like the departure. I appreciate it. I'm going to give that a listen. You also said something about um, Leonard Skinner and Graveyard having a cup of coffee, and you also inspired me. I also would like to have a cup of coffee. But right now, <laughs> let's pause for station identification. Oh, hey, it's story time with Steve. When I was eight or nine years old, my mom and dad bought me my first BMX bike. It was a JCPenney Free Spirit. And in time, I went on to put some nice accessories and components on it, like a tough neck stem and CW bars, which just made it sort of the embodiment of putting a nice frame on a shitty painting. One day I was hanging out at the local bike shop, which during the winter was a ski shop. It was a little tiny place run by this guy named Andy. And one day he gave me a 10 inch long die cut Shimano sticker. It was blue. I didn't really know what Shimano was or anything about it, but I put it on my top tube and immediately made the bike 150% cooler. It was around that time that I probably became a lifelong Shimano guy. I wonder what, hey, I, wonder what sto- I wonder what story that was. I bet that was a I bet that was a story about Shimano. I bet it was. Maybe it related to Mark Dickerson or Andy at the ski shop or the Gravel Alliance. Or maybe it was one I don't even remember recording. What's interesting is I have also recorded a series of Shimano stories, and Patrick has opted never to use mine and only to use yours. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I mean, okay, cool. Story Uh, story time with Robot. Yeah, my my value is clear. Uh, That's fine. (laughs) Um, all right. So this episode is about the meaning of life. Uh, first and foremost, you know, we're going to talk about how we keep from falling into the abyss of hopelessness and bear. Not that we always achieve that. Uh, and then once we've avoided hopelessness and despair, how we, um, do things that make remaining here on the earth planet worthwhile. What do you think? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. I listened to whatever episode was just released, 53, 52. Could be one of those. And, and uh, you know, I closed it out with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek uh, self-disparity and, and you know, self-destructive. Like, oh, my God, I woke up again today. Well, better luck tomorrow kind of a thing, you know, which, right, right. which is, I mean, there's a modicum of sincerity to that as well, because that's just how I'm built. Uh, but, um, you know, there were, there was a time I was, uh, shortly before I left the Bay Area and I went camping by myself for a few days and I, I've never wished so sincerely to disappear 
Like I just wanted to just wanted to get sucked up into the sky. You know, like I've, I'm not going to do anything to myself. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to, there's no self harm. I just wanted it to be finished. Um, and, and then it didn't happen, you know? And, and, it, and it's like, what was, I guess, ultimately, I mean, we all go through struggles and the last few years have been really hard for everyone I know has, has, has kind of hit the wall. And, um, and how do you manage that? You know, like some people have a harder time than others. Um, a lot of people I know will come to that crossroads and you sit there and decide, you know, am I going to go left here or am I going to continue and go right? And, and, and maybe there's a third option. Maybe you go forward. I guess you go forward. Yeah. That would be the best analogy. And, um, uh, I think the thing that I've learned when discussing this with various shrinks, but the, the one I've seen most recently is that you just, you, you got to take a beat and you got to just settle down and focus on simple things. Like, uh, even the, the fact that like what's right in front of you right then is, is solid and consistent. And you've got the ground beneath your feet and you've got people who care about you or it, it, it could be, it could be anything. It could be the most basic shit, just how the clothes feel on you, on your body, or that you've got access to clean water. And it's not comparing your situation. I don't mean by saying like, well, it could be worse. You know, I've right, got clean water right. and there's other people who don't. It's not comparing your situation to anybody else's because of, as I've always said, that doesn't honor what you're experiencing uh, truly. Uh, so you just like, you focus on the things that are like right in front of you and in your control and, and just, you know, sit tight and wait and the sun's going to come up tomorrow and, and, and you can, you know, continue having this conversation. But what did you say? I can't, I always get the fucking quote wrong and I wrote it down. Don't get caught up in the wreckage of the future, wreckage of the future. And that's a, that's been a big one. I wrote it down on a card and put it on my bathroom mirror and look yeah. at it every day because I need, I got to have the reminder, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. As <clears throat> so I, I want to, first I want to say that I have heard you say both on mic and off when we're just being bros, um, that, you know, you'd like to not wake up tomorrow or like you want, you know, I've heard you express that, um, interest in not being alive anymore before. And as a friend, I hate to hear it, but I, I never want to step on it. I never want to be that one. That's like, Oh no, don't, don't say that. Don't feel that way. Don't whatever. Because like, that's where you are. That's where you are. It's gotta be out. It's got to be out in the air. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I have felt those feelings. I, I absolutely get that. And I have stared into the abyss and I have, I've, I've, I've been both, I've been in both places. I've been in the sort of despair place where you think about like, 
maybe I'll just turn the steering wheel of the car 25 degrees uh, starboard and put myself into that telephone pole. I've thought I felt that feeling. And I've also felt the sort of elation of coming out the other side and being grateful that I didn't let go. And I think when I'm at my worst, when I feel the least amount of hope, it's I let myself get into the tunnel. This like tunnel of existence where you feel like you don't have nothing's going to change. You don't have any choices. It's all just more of the same and it's not good. Or maybe not even not good, but just like what's there to be excited about you know it's not that things are bad it's just that there's i don't see anything on the horizon to be really psyched about anymore Mm. Mm. and so and and this isn't constant this is i'm just saying that this is like an aspect of this yeah yeah um and 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 I, you know, when I had, when I felt like I was taking steps forward or like climbing this ascent to some mutual future, I'm not putting all of this on, on another person, but it was like, cool. I'm like, I'm like going somewhere with somebody, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that, and that, that's now I'm just kind of like, am I go, where am I going? Yeah. I don't have a mutual thing with, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is probably, this is a lot to unpack. It is. And we don't have to do like a whole uh, therapy session here, but um, one of the things that I've forced myself to do, like I used to not let myself do this. Like anytime I start to feel like life is meaningless, you know, I start to feel like I'm going to spin out into infinity I just stop looking at it. And I used to think, well, you've got to you've got to solve that problem. You've got to sort that out. Actually, I don't think you do. I think for me anyway, I'm just like, OK, I'm not going to look at that anymore. I'd rather yeah. watch Ren and Stimpy reruns than actually try to puzzle out <laughs> what's happening in that moment. Well, that's, you know what I mean? the, that's the not getting caught up in the wreckage part. And that's exactly and that's focusing on what's right in front of you and what's right below you and what's happening right then and there. Yeah. And, and trying to, you, I mean, I think it's a sort of a inherent, mm, it's human nature to try to map out your tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, and it's, it's a little bit empowering to, to let go of the idea of a tomorrow. Like I'm just doing, I guess I'm just doing this now because all of the plans that I had for tomorrow don't, that didn't pan out. So I'm just focusing on the here and now, but it's also, that is, that can be really tiring to always just be living in the moment and not planning on anything with anyone anywhere. I'm just sort of existing in this sort of momentary I don't know. Vacuum. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. We've made 55 episodes of this pretty fucking killer podcast. It's only been good the last like 25. 
Let's be honest. <laughs> it was unlistenable before that. <laughs> the first 20, I don't know, the first like 18 were, I've had yeah. people say, yeah, I listened to it for a while and it wasn't, they didn't say it wasn't good, but I knew they were wanting to say it. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's okay. You can say it. It wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't good, good at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think, so there's two things that came out of what you just said. One is it's exhausting to kind of try to keep it in the present moment, which I agree with, but it can be helpful. The other thing you said is that a lot of those feelings are episodic, right? And, and this is my experience. For whatever reason, like I had that great ride the other day. It came for kind of no reason. I w- I'm not, I haven't built up to having a great day on the bike. It just showed up. And so I've been in a good mood since then. Maybe that's related. Maybe it's not. But my point is that, uh, and we talked about this on the last episode too, um, that sometimes I'm good in between my ears and sometimes I'm bad. It doesn't have a ton to do with what's going on externally. It's just whatever uh, the fucking tides are doing inside my brain. And so when I'm shitty, if I can keep it in the moment, that works best. I don't have to do that forever. Like when I kind of come out of whatever that crisis is, and it could be a week, it could be two weeks, who fucking knows. But when I come out, then I can sort of think about like, all right, we got a plan for more shit later like what's you know and then i start to have some ambitions around whatever you know like maybe for you it's painting for me it's always a writing a thing or it's riding something that i haven't been able to ride or it's something like that and i think i think and this is where pivots to kind of the positive part is uh I refer to this as progressive nihilism. So the nihilism is that nothing means that like life is meaningless. Uh, and I do believe that I don't think you're going to like sift through and find some like, Oh, this is what life means. But I do think you can say, Oh, life means nothing. So I can make whatever I want of it. Mm -hmm. It's actually like a get out of jail free card. You don't, there's no thing you're supposed to achieve or, level of something that you're supposed to attain you just have to decide what it is and do it because it'll be awesome and if you want to rob banks i think that's a perfectly valid meaning for your life like if that is what turns you on robbing banks i think you should rob banks i'm not even kidding um wink wink i think you should rob a bank (laughs) no I'm so I'm so hungry to to like make a positive impression. Like almost it's almost it's almost related to like a I don't know, why do people do cave paintings? Why do people do graffiti? Why do people build buildings with their name on the side? You yeah. know, like everybody wants to achieve some whether they recognize it or not, I think everybody wants to achieve some degree of immortality. We know we're not going to be here forever. Yeah. So what do I do to make it so that I'm not totally forgotten? And, and I, and I would rather do nice things, but I'm, but it's almost, it almost gets to, to like a fever pitch where I, I don't feel like I've done enough 
and it does, and nothing that I've done matters and nothing that I'm going to do matters. And if I can, but then I'm, I'm back over to, if I can make a positive impact or positive impression on at least one person. And then I go back over to that doesn't, who fucking cares, <laughs> you know? And this is this, this is this push and pull that I'm always existing with. And, you know, there are people who've made, we've talked about it in, in other episodes, people who've made huge impressions on me and my existence, and they have no idea that I exist. And so how can I let go of this notion that I need to know that something I did positively affected someone, but just by living right and doing the best I can and by continuing to survive, like that might be enough. I think that is, I think it is enough. I think you, and the problem is that you just have to have faith in that. You know, like we had a very nice note from a, a guy this week who is having his own struggles and listens to us and takes some heart or some encouragement from that. Right. Mm-hmm. You shared this with me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's happening. It is out there. This is how it works. Um, but then that's also, that's also like, don't get caught up in the wreckage of the future, but also don't get caught up in the wreckage of the past. Like I like to tell myself, and this is part of like the don't just don't look at that shit. The past is the past. Like the past is just a story you tell yourself, which is inaccurate. It is inaccurate no matter what. Um, so it's this story you tell yourself. And what does it mean? Who fucking cares what it means? Like it doesn't, it's not changing. It's not changing. Uh, doesn't matter. I, and when I'm in a bad spot, that's what I have to do. And I've told you about the elevator, uh, the time machine game rather. Yeah. Where I pretend that I just walked out of a time machine. I'm not actually connected to yesterday. Cause I, that was, I don't know when, you know, I'm from a different time. I just got out of the time machine. Like, what's up? Is there coffee made? What the fuck are we going to do? Oh, what do you mean coffee doesn't exist anymore? Oh, my God. <laughs> coffee existed where I come from. Oh, yeah. balls. The future's balls. terrible. <laughs> uh, no, that's a, it's a, that's another, that's another uh, good tool, I think, is the, the time machine game. Because it gives you, like, real sincere pause. Yeah. And when you need pause, when you need to get off of the, the spinny wheel for a second, uh, yeah. you know, any number of tools that you can accumulate in, in, in that process are, I think, of pretty great value. Uh, nope, lost it. <laughs> Let the record show that Steve made a very intense face. <laughs> During that to... dead air just then, when you were was... like, wait, did the thing cut out? <laughs> did I lose connection? Steve was, was to... making a face that looked like Popeye right before he squeezed this can of spinach. I was trying to squeeze the, the next thing out and there was a observation or a point I was going to make. And then it just it just vanished. It disappeared. You said a couple episodes ago, uh, you said that. Punk rock, skateboarding, and bicycles are the fountain of youth. Because one of the things I struggle with in my life all the time is that uh, my shit doesn't work as good as it used to. And you said oh. those things. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say is that is the, the midlife crisis, I guess, maybe that I'm currently experiencing is not nearly as cool as I'd imagined it was going to be. If it <laughs> yeah. was going to happen at all, you know, the joke is like, well, I got, you know, <laughs> Jerry got hair plugs and a yellow Corvette and started rollerblading. You know, I was look actually kind of looking forward to that. It's, <laughs> it wasn't this this like nihilistic whirlpool you know right. that where i'm trying to figure out what 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 i've done with my life and it <laughs> if it makes any difference this is not this is not how i expected to spend my middle years nihilistic whirlpool is good i like that yeah uh so yes i do believe sincerely that punk rock skateboarding and bicycles are are the fountain of youth yeah i took incredible uh energy from that like you know, when I'm in a bad way, I probably need to listen to some punk rock, ride a bike, or fall off a skateboard. That's all I can... That's actually all I can do on a skateboard. The only off. skateboard trick you know is falling yeah. off of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a video that DC Shoes... Again, I brought this up. Of we, I've circled back around to everything that I've ever talked about because I only have this much stuff to talk about. And yeah. now I'm just repeating myself, but... Um, DC Shoes did a a video, uh, sort of an interview with a skateboarder named John Gardner, who, let's see, uh, he was on a pretty self-destructive path, and uh, let's see, what is it called? This Too Shall Pass is the name of the video that they did, and they interview a guy who has come up in conversation a ton of times recently. He's a it's like a neurologist and an ophthalmologist and a, a host of other ologists. And he works at Stanford. He's got a podcast. I just listened to a whole thing about um, achieving and maintaining happiness. Uh, he did a really brilliant bit in this video, though, where he talks about uh, self-propelled momentum being integral for resetting one's nervous system and mood. So basically like pushing yourself forward on a skateboard or pushing yourself forward on a bicycle and the way that what you are seeing affects your cerebellum nervous system, the whole, all, everything that makes you tick. Uh, it, it's really fascinating. And Andrew something, maybe God damn it. I'm the no, worst. I know who you mean, Andrew. Uh, uh, Cause I, I watched some video of him talking about ADD. This is how classic is this that uh, I don't really remember. I wasn't paying that much attention. I was like, Oh yeah, that guy, that guy, I agree with that guy. Oh, I, I forget that guy's name or where to find him. <laughs> Yeah, I would have finished the video about uh, how to achieve happiness, but I was in too much of a bad mood. <laughs> no, just just kidding. Uh, yeah, so I mean that you can if you if anybody could track down a video by DC Shoes called "This Too Shall Pass," then that then the guy will show up, and then you can Google his name. But my God, it's this is just it's so hard to remember stuff. It is. Are you looking it up right now? I'm trying and I'm I'm definitely failing. I saw the guy's face yesterday too. Yeah, I just I mean my chiropractor even brought up a he said he's got an episode about alcohol and just like what a poison alcohol is and we were talking about anti-inflammatory diet because of the inflammation of this particular nerve 
And he said, do you drink? And I said, uh, yeah, I mean, not with like great frequency, but I do. And sometimes when I do, I really do. And he's like, oh, well, watch this episode about alcohol. It might change your perspective on things. And <laughs> I would have, but I was too drunk at the time. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yep. You knew that one was coming. I did. I saw that from, <laughs> I saw that bef- from before we started recording. <laughs> Uh, I can figure this out. So keep talking and I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to drop this guy's name, blow everybody's mind. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, when it comes to, uh, I'm, I'm trying to circle, circle us back to the meaning of life. And I just, what I think is that, um, you have to figure out how to make meaning out of your life. That's what I think. Right. Um, uh, I mean, that's, what any of us do, but like, you know, and I can't judge if like if, if making meaning out of your life is putting a giant Trump flag in your F three fifty and coal rolling cyclists, then am I going to judge you for that? I mean, I'm, I'm in a frame of mind where I'm like, yeah, if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. This is how the world is. It's chaotic. It's unpleasant. A lot of the time. Um, should it be only pleasant? I mean, I think we should move towards pleasant if we can, but maybe that guy uh, thinks he's moving towards pleasant. Things would be a lot better without these lycra clad losers uh, all over the place. Thump, thump. Mm. There they go. Yeah. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. But uh, and no. I don't want that to be the case. But I do think I think I was thinking about this today because the World Cup is on right now and it's a shit show. And the uh, the shit showness of it seems to come from um, people with power have this urge to control. Right. They have money and they have power, which are kind of the same thing. And they want to control how other people live and behave. And what but humans won't be controlled. We won't be controlled. What you have to do is convince us. We don't want to be controlled. We want to be convinced. If you have the right point of view for us, we'll be convinced and we'll go along. Uh, so I guess I'm 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 OK with people that have certainly different points of views and opinions than I do. But it's also incumbent on them to convince me. Going into a going into a gay bar and shooting it up doesn't convince me that your perspective is is good. Or, no. or or helpful or reasonable. No. Anytime you pick up a gun or throw a punch, you probably have lost me. That's that's control. That's not convince. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. I would. I perhaps it's uh, just a, another aspect of the human condition. You know, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what what you do. But but like I do give a shit if you're trying to maintain my backyard. My backyard's fine. Right. You know, don't tell me I don't want any. But maybe people just don't like being told what to do. And so like everybody's lashing out. You're telling me how to raise my kids or you're telling me that two people of the same sex being in love is OK. But my Bible tells me that it's not. So you're telling me nobody wants to be told what to do. Nobody wants to be told what to do. Um, Which is wild because it seems really elemental, really simple to just let people be love who they want to love. 
you know, but, I, I would, I would say that I would say that, but, but, it, um, but it's not that way for some people. And, and so they lash out. I don't, it's just, you going back to what you were saying before about, you know, like putting good out into the world and hoping to have a positive outcome for people. I think I think what you're trying to do and look, trying to convince people uh, is is frustrating. And, you know, like even those of us who believe in convincing instead of controlling it, is, it doesn't come without frustration because it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. You set an example, you put stuff out into the world and Hey, I'm, I've put stuff out into the world. That's wrong that I don't think anymore. So, you know, we're do, we're all, not all of us, but a lot of us are doing the best we can to like set the right example and put the right energy out into the world. And the hard part of that is then you have to wait and see and just yeah. live with whatever comes out of that. And, you know, I'm an atheist, but I have, my faith is that that is how it works. That's, I don't have any evidence that it's going to work out, but I have faith that that's the best way. And, to, you know, again, you might never know, you might never know what the outcome is. That's it's right. The, it might, it be, it might be, it might not be anything that anybody gets out of this conversation, but they might have a conversation with somebody else. And they might have a conversation with somebody else. And that's where the seed gets planted. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's indirectly affected by something that we had a hand in, but it wasn't anything that we directly had a hand in. So we would never know. So you're just like, that's what you're trying to do is do to, to do the best you can with what you got and hope that it makes a positive influence on someone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And have faith that like you, you, you are a friend of mine. We, we see eye to eye on a lot of this stuff. So to get like, I have faith that you're going to put good stuff out into the world and that my other friends are going to do that. And it's going to pay off over generations. And that, I mean, I think that gives life meaning too. like, what's this going to look like three generations from now? I hope it looks better. I know that it will, but I also, but then I I have to do my part, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and you, you know, having a, an influence over your children, I think, is at least a, an immediate an immediately visible cue or indication that you are that, that you are having some positive effect, at least Absolutely. on those on those I, two kids. I have two kids. I want those two boys to go out into the world with respect for other people and a large arsenal of fart jokes. That as a father is where I'm trying to be. <laughs> well, those things are, I, I'll be honest, the bare minimum, those things you got are the pretty second equally one. important. What? <laughs> At the bare minimum, you got the second one on lock. The second one is cruising. <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay. Did we solve anything? Did we, I yeah. think we, we kind of put, we kind of dotted some I's and crossed some T's with all of that. I, I I feel like we did a pretty good job with, I mean, that's a big, that's the question. One was, was huge this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of, we touched on the second one, which on a more positive note, what are the things that you think make sticking around worth it? Uh, I mean, riding bikes, being friends with people, eating good food. Uh Yeah. Having my kids make me laugh. 
it's all fully worth fully worth it. I mean, it, it it's just kind of comes back to the crossroads analogy and narrowing your narrowing your focus or narrowing your aperture and saying it could be you could be really in the depths. But um, man, just looking at nature and how wild it is and how w- weird that it even exists. You know, if you just want to, if you just want to trip on one little thing that, that, that blows your mind or makes you happy or makes you think sticking around is worth it. If, you know, if that's, if that's the thing that you hold on to at that crossroads, fuck, yeah, then, do, then do that with both hands. But, Absolutely. Uh, man, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Um, laughing laughing to the point where I can't breathe is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, laughing is why I do this podcast. I, I actually don't care about any of the listeners. Don't tell them, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we get on here and we laugh a lot and I, and then I listen to it later and I laugh again. It's like a, it's a twofer. It's kind of, it's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's like it's like it's it's in, it's really like savoring the smell of your own farts. Really that's, that's all we're doing here. And sometimes like, yeah, sometimes I'll listen and I will I will laugh at stuff because I forgot that it happened. Right. I will, I'll laugh at a joke that we made or something will make me think I can't believe I said that or it came out. That actually sounds pretty smart. That's pretty good advice. I should take that yeah. advice. Yeah. Whatever. So, that, yeah, laughing. Laughing is a big one. Music's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, those days you have those days on your bike where everything works and holy shit, you feel like you're almost like uh, existing. Your brain is existing in somebody else's body momentarily. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty wicked. Uh, making new friends is fun. Uh, I there's so, there's so many good things. It's so easy to get sucked into despair and, um, yep. you know, it's hard to, it's hard to have that perspective shift, but you know, certainly a vital one for survival. Here's a positive thing that happened. So you, I said to you, I don't think it was even, we were recording. I said, my dog's breath smells like the dumpster behind a seafood restaurant. And you were like, Oh, you should get probiotics. So I got some probiotics for the dog. Didn't make any difference. And I was like, how long do you take them for though? You just sprinkle a little bit on their food for, you know, it'll take a few months. Well, here's what happened. Um, he had some surgery um, that, you know, and then he was on medication. So we put him on probiotics just to get his his digestive thing squared away. But we put him on different probiotics. And now his breath is good. I mean, it's not good, but it's very tolerable. Better than the dumpster. Oh, very much better <clears throat> than the dumpster. Now I let him have two full licks of the face yeah. before I shut him down. Before it was like, you know, the tongue would hit the face. I'd be like, nobody, no. It'll, I think it'll get better. It's good for, it's good for skin, you know, it re, to replace the biome and the stomach or whatever that stuff is called. Like that's yep. one thing that I definitely have wrapped my mind around, uh, uh, do in, no, do in thanks, do in part. Thanks to <laughs> my ex who was, she's very smart when it comes to, uh, sort of digestive mechanics. And a lot of it came out of her own exploration, you know, having her own issues and not being told any good information from doctors and figuring out all this stuff on her own. Uh, but, um, yeah, gut health is 
super important for everything. So you have skin issues that can be rooted in your stomach health. You have, you know, in your dog's case, the worst breath in the world. Yeah. Uh, also, and to not just stick with one kind of probiotic, mix it up because there's, you know, yeah. lots of different cultures and it's all good stuff. What someone told me the other day is you, you can replenish your biome in part just by walking in the woods because it's there. Uh, I think, well, I don't, I don't not believe that. I do. I did read that there's a, a component in dirt in soil that is very closely related compositionally to Prozac. Mm. So playing in the dirt is actually is really good for you. It's very soothing. It's calming. Yeah. I mean, so, I think we all have this stuff experientially, whether we have it scientifically or not. I, you and I have a bad habit of maiming science along the way here. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we're always just relating things that we'd read. I kind of was laughing, you know, if I didn't play in the dirt on the regular, what kind of a basket case would I be? I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I do a lot of stuff that I do a lot of stuff right. What if I did any of it wrong? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm bailing water as quickly as it's coming in. I know. I know. I'm barely hanging on. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to let's get to question three with the would you rather for the week. This is, this is a good one. This one actually made me laugh when I read it, when I read right. it this morning. So, so this, uh, you're going to read it. Who can't do what did this one came? This was yours. You came. I wrote with this. this one from scratch last night. Amazing. This is a good one. <laughs> uh, would you rather have a penis in your armpit? And this is for, you know, I seriously doubt any women listen to this, but <laughs> so this is for men or women. Or, or our uh, non-binary pals could everyone uh, plays. Everyone plays. Uh, would you rather have a penis in your armpit? So picture that, <laughs> or an armpit in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> so if you could imagine, so just to like take a picture, just mental picture of your face, your forehead, and that, and then someone photoshopped an armpit into your forehead. So it's a divot. It's a divot. It's a hairy divot. It's a hairy divot, which smells. Well, I mean, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't mind. Uh, you know, body odor is beautiful. Live with it. Love it. Uh, but it emits. It's there. Is it because it, does the armpit smell like an armpit because the glands are right there? Or is it because it's it's kind of tucked under your arm and doesn't get a yeah, whole lot a, of fresh air? It's a air? dark, moist place. So it cultivates bacteria. That smell is bacterial. It probably wouldn't. Oh, when I was little, I always thought BO smelled really good. And then I was at my friend's house and a bunch of us were riding bikes and we came in and the, and the dad was just was said, uh, Oh my God, you guys are humming. Like this is, this is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever. And then I realized at that point, this, the smell that I've long enjoyed was not, it was actually body odor. Uh, and it was a real, yeah, it was, I was at uh, Nathan Jacobson's house. Oh Yeah. I'm pretty sure Gwyneth Paltrow makes a candle for you. B.O. The B.O. candle. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. I got enough of the smell. Just I generate enough of it on my own. So so here was when I was writing the question, uh, the part that uh, I struggled with was, would you rather have a penis in your armpit? Is it one penis in one armpit or does it need to be symmetrical? (laughs) That's what I I almost wrote that in. But I was like. Uh, did that probably double? That's 
terrible or would you would you be bummed about the asymmetry i think i probably would be just from a visual standpoint are these yeah. fully functioning like do you can you pee out of them yeah i think so you get you actually would have like armpit boners maybe I mean, if you have the divot and the hair and the smell in the in your forehead, then you would have to have armpit boners, right? That's the only way to make this thing fair. You'd, ne- you'd never wear short sleeves again. I mean, I think you would come up with workarounds. <sighs> I can't you know, there's even... a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of like pre-surgical uh, uh, trans folks who like strap down their top. Sure. Uh, people work around this stuff to to be comfortable or, I don't know, fit in or people do things, you know, like I think there's a way drag drag queens will strap their situation down in a way that works uh, while they're performing. I think you would find a way, but. Yeah, it's not awesome. I think that that you well you'd you'd find a way that those other folks have found a way because they they're you know, they're sort of pioneers or it's been you know they've all worked together because they they're experiencing this uh all sort of as a group whereas you captain penis pits are the first of your kind and you've got to right <laughs> you got to figure this shit out from scratch right ah uh, uh, would wow. you rather I guess I'm going to go with the penis pits. Better than the armpit, the forehead, the forehead, the forehead pit. I got a, you know, I got potential for a modeling career still down the road somewhere. You are, you are dreadfully handsome. <laughs> um, this well, is this, a, this is a, this kind this of bums got, me is... out because I think I'm going for the penis pit too. <laughs> and I hate when we end up obviously on the wrong side. It means that the, the question isn't well enough written. So, but think about this. Uh, the armpit also has sweat glands in it. So mm-hmm. you would actually, I'm just making the case even better, aren't I? You are sweating a normal amount of face sweat and then you are sweating armpit sweat on top of normal amount of face sweat. And, and I tend to be pretty schwitzy in yes. general. Like my yes. body, I run, I run hot. Same. So I don't need any more. Uh, but your workaround, you could just be the, like, he, you know, robot. He's the, who's that? Oh, he's the guy who always has a giant sweatband on. Yeah, that's a good point. You could become a bandana guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Brett Michaels has gone on under his oh, bandana. Yeah. He's not actually, he's not actually balding. He has a four, a armpit forehead. Uh, Brett guy. Michaels of, of the band Poison. Yeah. I, I have a theory. See, I went to see him a, f- a few years ago. He oh, wore yeah? a sh- yeah. He wore a shirt with a giant picture of his own face on it. <laughs> so, what's your theory? I have a theory that um, <laughs> that band is actually like a high art joke. The band's name is actually Poisson, and mm. they were just having it, having a joke, having a goof on all of us. Well, they 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 pulled it off brilliantly. They've been telling the same punchline for, you know, like 35 years. That's the brilliance of the joke. Never admit it's a joke. Yeah. 
they're all going to pull their masks off and, and, and uh, you'll be like, well, Brett Michaels, you're actually Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's and exactly he, right. <laughs> you're all Gallagher. Yeah. yeah, there's actually four Gallagher's and, four and they Gallagher's. all are in poison. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the, the armpit boner. I mean the armpit penises. Yeah. And as are you and, and that we also might, st- I'd still be a, a bandana guy. You Even might like- also be a bandana guy. <laughs> Maybe you'd be like an a, a armpit bandana. I don't know. I'm going to have to work on this one. When the book comes out, I'm going to have to work on this one again. That's Needs a rewrite, maybe. Not the worst idea. Uh, all right, we're at an hour. Thanks for listening to Revolting. If you have stuff you want us to talk about, you can email me at stevel at cyclingindependent.com or robot at cyclingindependent.com. If you like Revolting, tell people about it. Pass the disease. Be part of the problem. On behalf of the Cycling Independent, I'm Stevel. I'm robot. Oh, wait a second. Patrick, don't turn the music down yet. This reminds me. Or, I mean, don't turn the music up yet. Excuse me. What is it are you trying to recall? It. I met with a couple a few weeks ago, and they came down from BC, and he bought a skateboard deck for me. And we had a, I don't know, maybe we ate some breakfast, or I ate breakfast, and then they showed up, and but I had a, I had a skedaddle for an acupuncture appointment. And before I, I shook hands with both of them, told them that it was very nice to meet them, and then as I turned to walk away, this fella's wife said, don't forget to suck it, like, on my way out. The, and I just was so stymied. I just, I couldn't, I just, like, just my shoulders fell. Like, oh. If that doesn't give life meaning, I don't know what does. <laughs> oh, all right. On behalf of Cycling Independent, I'm Steve. I'm still robot. Dude, don't do that thing. Yeah.